Today. 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 Today with Jeff Vines. Twice every weekday on Vision and on demand in the free Vision Christian Media app. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. On a Wednesday, we like to check in on breaking news headlines as they're coming out of Israel and the Middle East this week. Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines. Ron, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Ron, an issue that some listeners might have seen reported in the mainstream news. Let's touch on the headline, Jerusalem clergy this week charged that Israel police violently intruded on the funeral of Al Jazeera journalist Abu Akleh. What's the headline here? Yeah, that's what they said. Israeli police violently attacked the pallbearers at the funeral of the slain Palestinian-American journalist Shireen Abu Akleh and stormed St. Joseph's Hospital in advance of the funeral. Family members, Catholic bishops, diplomats and hospital representatives said at the hearing this week, We, the bishops and the faithful of the Christian churches in the Holy Land, hereby condemn the violent intrusion of the Israeli police into a funeral procession, the clergyman said in a statement. The police stormed into a Christian health institute, disrespecting the church, the health institute, and the memory of the deceased, and forcing the pallbearers almost to drop the coffin, they said. Press conference participants and Abu Akleh family members, who were at St. Joseph's Hospital on Monday, disputed the police's contention that officers had acted on behalf of the Abu Akleh family to prevent rioters from forcibly parading the coffin through the streets of Jerusalem during last Friday's funeral. Abu Akhle had East Jerusalem residency and U.S. citizenship through her mother, who was buried at the Mount Zion Cemetery. The funeral procession, which attended by thousands, was marred by the violent clashes at the hospital. Very controversial issue. Very controversial and somewhat disturbing when you see those images. Hey, Ron, let's go through some more headlines. U.S. recognition of Jordan's custodianship of Jerusalem religious sites confirmed by President Biden. Yeah, Biden told Jordan's King Abdullah that his administration supports Jordanian custodianship over Islamic holy places in Jerusalem in a meeting in Washington. The president affirmed his strong support for a two-state solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and cited the need to preserve the historic status quo at the Haram al-Sharif Temple Mount. The president also recognized the Hashemite Kingdom of Jordan's crucial role as the custodian of Muslim holy places in Jerusalem, according to a readout of the meeting. The statement contradicts Israel government statement, which said... All decisions regarding the Temple Mount and Jerusalem will be made by the Israeli government, which holds sovereignty over the city without any foreign considerations, a statement from Naftali Bennett, the Prime Minister. That statement came after announcing that he had denied a request by Jordan to increase the staff of the WAC, the Islamic religious organization that oversees Al-Aqsa Mosque compound. Carl Cristofalo Senior Director of Advocacy and Government Relations for Churches for Middle East Peace, applauded Jordan's effort to protect holy sites for Christians and Muslims in Jerusalem. 
Reverend Dr. A. Roy Medley, General Secretary Emeritus of the American Baptist Churches, uh, said that the King was well received and thanked uh, him for Jordan's historic role in seeking peace in the Middle East. He said, I express on behalf of Baptists our dismay when religion is weaponized to demean, divide, and destroy, stating our concern for the Christian community in the region and affirmed our commitment as Baptists to live in peace with our neighbours. Ron, the headlines around the economy, uh, Israel's economy causing concern. Yeah, following global trends, Israel sees GDP shrinking in the first four uh, months of 2022 after prolific growth late last year. After recording a bumper last quarter of 2021, the Israeli economy unexpectedly slumped to 1.6% in the first quarter of this year, a figure released by the Central Bureau of Statistics. This was a contrast which predicted 2% expansion. According to the report, the negative growth mainly stemmed from a 7% drop in government expenditure, a 0.7% decrease in private consumption, and a 6.1% nosedive in exports of goods and services. The news comes as the global economy is grappling with upward inflationary pressures exacerbated by Russia's invasion of Ukraine and subsequent Western sanctions imposed on Moscow, which have sent energy prices soaring and further strained supply chains that were already reeling from the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, there are challenges everywhere in economies around the world. Hey, Ron, turning our attention to the headline that says Israel appoints its first Muslim Supreme Court judge. What are the newspapers reporting here? Yeah, Judge Khaled Kaboub on Monday became the first Muslim appointed to Israel's Supreme Court. All previous Arab-Israeli justices on the 15-member court have been Christian Arabs. Kaboub entered the post alongside some 81 other judges who were sworn into various court positions at a special ceremony at the president's residence in Jerusalem. The 64-year-old Kaboub, who until now served as vice president of the Tel Aviv District Court, will take the place of retiring justice Neil Hendel. In September 1997, Kaboub was appointed as a judge to the Netanya Magistrates Court. In June 2003, he was appointed judge of the Tel Aviv District Court and in September 2017 was appointed as vice president. Ron, turning our attention to the north, the land of Lebanon, where they've just had an election, some early results pointing to losses for the Iran proxy Hezbollah. Yeah, the final results are still not counted, but Hezbollah and its allies appeared to be at risk of losing their majority in the 128-seat parliament. Voter turnout hit a record low at around 41% down from 49.7% in the previous election three years ago. However, participation in the Lebanese diaspora reached 63.05% of registered voters, up from 56.4% in 2018. Mona Alami, a Lebanese consultant and senior analyst 
In explaining the high international participation, said a lot of the people outside Lebanon are new members of the diaspora who are upset with the system because they had to leave the country in recent years. They feel that a lot of injustice has been done, and they think that the economic crisis was triggered by the political establishment, she said. Sami Zugab, an economist and research manager at the Policy Initiative, a Beirut-based think tank, he said people still in the country have to deal with the daily hardship of navigating through the current crisis. Most of them are completely disillusioned with political life in Lebanon. Many have lost faith, he said, and it seems to be going in the wrong direction for Hezbollah. And uh, let's top off our roundup today, Ron. And I guess this doesn't sound like good news. Catastrophe looms for the Dead Sea. What are the reports saying? Yeah, it seems we do this story every couple of years, but the Dead Sea sinkhole situation is getting worse, according to a marine scientist who's warning of a looming catastrophe. He said, at present, there are over 6,000 sinkholes on the western Israeli side alone, Dr. Michael Lazar from the Department of Marine Geosciences at Haifa said. Since the 1960s, the Dead Sea has lost a third of its surface area and the water continues to recede by about a metre every year. A report released by the Environmental Protection Ministry in 2014, based on 10 years of research and data collection, attributes this decline to evaporation accelerated by global warming and climate change, as well as human activities such as the diversion of water from the Jordan River and mineral extraction. Downstream from Syrian and Lebanese tributaries, water is diverted for agriculture and other purposes. This is essentially turning off the Dead Sea's tap, with very little water now flowing into it. By the end of the 21st century, precipitation is likely to decrease by 10%. The change in rainfall distribution is expected to result in years of below-average rainfall. The flow of the Jordan River, the main water source of the Sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea, is expected to shrink by up to 22% or possibly more in the 21st century. We need to be praying about that situation. Well, always appreciate your insights, Ron Ross, and scouring the headlines, bringing us those headlines in a roundup each week. Uh, really appreciate your good work. Thanks so much for bringing those to us once again today on 2020. And thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.